And that's when I started gaining a deep trust that everything would be fine. So once, in one way, it's really good to have your picture in your head and where you want to go, but it's so important to stay, stay flexible and always keep asking yourself, does this situation make me happy? Hey, I'm Ronja Sakata, founder of the Joy Academy and queen of joy. That's how my friends call me. It's so important to me that my life is full of joy and that I enjoy every moment because I know how fast it could be over. We can do so many things to bring joy in our lives, to create joy, and that's what this podcast is all about. I talk with people and they tell me how they bring joy to their everyday life and how they create a life full of joy. So let's dive right in and please tell me after the episode what your takeaway is from this talk. Welcome to another round of us for talking about a topic which is dear to our heart. And um, this time we focus on a, on a special topic about your gift and your talents. How could they help the whole world? But first we will introduce ourselves. And um, I'm Ronja from joyismycompass.com from Switzerland. And um, I'm all about joy and bringing joy to every situation, creating joy. And um, you can find out more about me on my website. But first, go Darren. Who are you and what, what is your, your favorite thing to do? Um, yeah, I'm Darren Barney from Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, I own a small business automotive repair shop and uh, a business development coach with uh, Elite Worldwide. And... Yeah, I just really enjoy uh, doing a lot of personal development stuff. There's a lot of good stuff out there and really enjoy it. So, yeah, glad to be here. Thank you, Rania, again for arranging it and, and getting us all here. Thank you so much for being here. Leanne. <laughs> Hello. Good morning from the Pacific Coast. Um, I am in a small city in British Columbia, Canada, and I am a trauma counselor who has been sort of in the mental health realm for about 11 years and right now online I'm focusing to help parents who've had infants in intensive care units. So I, I'm passionate about being of service and I'm super excited to be here for the fourth time. Yay! <laughs> weekly. It's a weekly, so. yeah. It's kind of a, a thing now, our show about joy in every situation, even in crazy times. Andy. Yes, I am Andy, and I grew up in Switzerland like Romia. We, you know, lived kind of close, which is not hard because Switzerland's so little. <laughs> and uh, about three years ago, I moved to California. My husband's American, and after we had spent the first um, eight years, I think, in Switzerland and raised our little kids there, we decided to move here to his home country. So it's been a huge adventure and extremely wonderful, uh, full of learning steps and stones. And right now I am teaching German at SwissMissAndy.com. And yes, of course, I do it online like everybody these days, and I'm loving it. But you did it before already, online. I was a teacher. Oh, you mean I did it already? I was teaching? Yes. I Before, I was teaching partly with people one-on-one -on -one in person and also some I had online. You're right. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and today's topic was Andy's suggestion, and that's why I love to to uh, pass the torch to you that you can explain um, what we will talk about, and then we will continue as usual. Yes, um, it's actually kind of a personal subject for me because um, when I lived in Switzerland, as I mentioned before in other talks, I was an elementary school teacher and then I was a special ed teacher. But I had noticed back then, um, and actually I had felt like that for a few years, that I didn't want to belong to this system anymore. I wasn't happy in the school system anymore. And I knew I wanted to do something on my own and was thinking about self-employment, but I really didn't know how to go about it and what to do because my parents, they were never self-employed. I'd never had a role model like a lot of us. So when we moved to California, I knew it was the perfect chance to do it, but I was really struggling for a long time because I had just do, you know, had to do my baby steps and everything. And because I feel like right now it's a big time of change and a lot of people feel like um, they don't like the systems anymore that they're in. Maybe it's a hierarchy problem. They don't believe in hierarchies anymore. Or maybe it's just simply because things are falling apart and they're trying to reinvent themselves and are trying to find new ideas. What could I do? And that's a huge thing. And I think it would be super interesting right now for us to talk about it. We can contribute our gifts and our talents. What brings us joy to the world? Make this world a better place to have you know, people make people happier. Because honestly, I say the best part about my teaching is always I can tell the people after my lesson left better than before, because it's really not only about the German, it's about the social interaction and making people feel better. So that's why I came up with the subject. Thank you so much. So I think it's just a nice thing to start about. I. You can feel it like we all are we are all working something which we are passionate about and not doing it because of safety or like just practical reasons. So Darren, could you just tell us a little more about these machines? Because I was admiring your Facebook, you know, videos, your mountain climbing vehicles like what or like drowning in a river, but entering like safely on the other side of the river. That's so fascinating. And you're a life, uh, a high performance coach. And you know, like you are combining so many things together. And that's exactly what we are talking about. We don't have to choose. We can choose, but we can combine things together. And that's so cool. Well, Ronnie, I think that uh, we're only given one life and we have to make the most of it. So, it's up to us to take the bull by the horns or whatever the phrase would be in, in, in Switzerland, right? <laughs> um, but, I mean, we have to, we're in charge of our destiny and, and what we make of our life. And if we choose to sit on the couch and just live in the life that is given to us, then we're going to get that. We have to go out and really push ourselves every day to become better in who we want to be. So my brother and I were talking, you know, years ago, 20 years ago, about what we really wanted to do with our futures, and we both had gone down different paths, and it's like, well, talked about what we were passionate about. We knew we both loved Jeeps and, and off-roading and, and being outdoors, and so that started us to getting the pieces put together, what it took to, for us to start a business and to move forward. And then as life has grown on, and I've grown in that business and, and got bored with it and decided of other things I wanted to do, it really opened up my path of 
where I can really go with life. Um, we're limited by ourselves. And it's so important that we really look toward the future. Um, one of the best things that Stephen Covey um, in Seven Habits of, of, of Effective People um, talks about starting with the end in mind. And we really want to look to the future of where we really want to go and what we want to do with our lives. And then imagine, I mean, he talks about going and imagine being at your funeral and people are talking about your life and the things you got accomplished and the things that you did. It really changed my view of, of the future and what I can do because I can do anything. And I really believe that. If I really want to do something, I can do it. Granted, I'm not talking about rules like, you know, that you can't change. But me, myself, if I want to do something, I can do it. And it, so can anybody. It doesn't matter. You just have to believe enough that you can do it. And the pieces will come together to make it work for you. Yes, it's going to take work. Nothing falls in your lap. Nothing is easy when it comes to this stuff. You have to work. You have to get up and drive and push yourself to do it. You can do anything that you want to do. So, I mean, I'm sorry to take that a little further than what you asked me, but, I mean, that's honestly the whole purpose of, of why we're all here upon the earth is to maximize this life that we've been given, whether it's to develop strong relationships with others or whether it's meant to uh, to build a better computer, to build a better mousetrap, whatever it is that you want to do, whatever you're passionate about, um, make life enjoyable. Do the best you can to be happy. Does that make sense? That makes super sense. And and now I just don't want to know more about like, how did you start with your cars and, and you were super passionate and bored about the cars and then you became a coach or was it a job before you started your, your uh, motor thing, you know, like the decision we are talking about decisions here. Andy said it's falling apart. What shall I do? I'm lost. I don't know what I want. I I don't have the luxurious situation to think about what I'm passionate about. What are you talking about? I don't have any money. You know, this this starting situation is not easy for some people now. But but even though it's hard or you are in a completely devastating situation, you have to think. No, you don't have to. You can choose to think about what am I passionate about. And I think you have some nuggets there. How you started with vehicles like there are enough garages. There is not any need for another one, but you started right. anyway, you know, like, can you like bring in some light, how you started there or like, is that too far ago? Is that not? No, um, no, not at all. That was, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's a really loaded question because I feel that, uh, The universe, God, put me into this where I am right now. And I'm sorry that's not going to help anybody out, but I mean, we're all where we are supposed to be, and it's up to us to take that and change it and become the best we can be. So to give you, I mean, you asked for this, so I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so my brother and I moved, I, I moved out here to Grand Junction to work with another guy and my brother. And we worked for him, and, and I knew the first day that I, I quit my other job and I moved out here to, to do what we're doing right now. And I worked there for day or two and I called my dad and I said dad um, this guy's bankrupt and he goes how do you know and I said I, I just can feel it there's no dollars being turned and nothing's going on and it's like okay my dad's like are you sure we talked it through anyway two weeks later the power was shut off the landlord comes over and tells my brother and I that we own three months back rent on the building and Chad my brother and I are just going what are we going to do you know I moved here four hours away from my other house and moved here to Grand Junction to do this and so we had to figure out we had to sink or swim 
and that's what happened is we decided that I'm not going to move back home and go with my tail between my legs and go back to my old job. We're going to figure this out. Chad and I decided that we're going to, we were going to start our own business. And so that's what we did. And we literally starved for years. For the first two years, it was really difficult. We didn't have any income. We barely made it by. And I had a wife at the time and Chad didn't, but we, it was really a difficult time, but we really had to figure out all the pieces. And I reached out to so many people I knew that owned shops and I used every resource I had to make it succeed and work. And as a result of doing that, um, my goodness, I mean, I learned so much. And that's what has given me a lot of the confidence to be able to go forward and do anything that I feel I want to do because I had, I've been there. I have been dirt poor. I have been there when my wife and I are eating ramen noodles on the couch because we had no food and no money. And, I mean, I have been there dirt poor. I have been there. I've been there when they're taking your vehicle because you don't have money to pay it. I have been there. But I also fought out of that, and I have changed it. So when people tell me this crap about I'm stuck in my situation, I can't get out of it, it's like, okay. I'm sorry to be brunt here, but you have to change that. You have to get up every day and continue to move forward. The government can bail you out, but, I mean, my goodness, you've got to take control of what you're doing. I mean, I just, I can say because I've been there and I've done this. I dug out, not only once, but twice. And so it's one of those things that uh, it's up to you to, to take that choice and that decision of whether or not you're going to sink or swim in life. You can have anything that you want. I love it. You can. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get all wound up there, guys. No, oh that's goodness. so cool. That's exactly <laughs> like that's so bad. your your experience is talking directly to the people who are now thinking, "Oh, wow, okay, he didn't he didn't earn uh, inherited his imperium or what do you say that his um, you had to fight for your situation now, so you are the right guy to give this advice." Leanne, I'm sure you have lots of um, examples too. And then afterwards, Andy, you're the lead of this talk, okay? I, I will stop <laughs> doing the moderation. I love it. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> so, Leanne. Keep going. How can, how can we choose uh, the joyful path and the... The, the things with our gift, even though it's like, no, I can't, I have to do this job and um, I'm so busy, so I can't think about my gift. So what do you say about that? Um, I could say a lot about that because I have <laughs> been over hurdles and ugh, under rocks and everything through life. You know, it's um, for me, being able to figure out what brings me joy is a constant journey and it changes because we change and situations change. So, you know, it comes down to allowing yourself to keep going with whatever is in your life. Whatever is routine right now, it's okay and giving yourself permission to keep on that track, but keep your eyes and ears open. Keep your heart open, right? Because then, even if you're working, well, right now you wouldn't be in a clothing store, but say you're working at Walmart and you don't want to do that anymore, well, 
if you keep working there and you keep your eyes and ears open, maybe someone who you talk to excites you about a job or something that they have in their life and you're like, oh my gosh, like that would be so cool. And so you go home, you go on the internet and you research it and you're like, wow, maybe, maybe I could start doing this. And even though, so I have a teacher, his name is Bo Eason. He's a really neat um, ex-NFL football player. And he, his book is, there's no plan B for your A game, but he talks about how your plan B can actually pay to start your plan A. So it's okay to have a plan B and a plan C that you might be looking when you have plan A in your sights, right? Like it's really empowering to know that where I am right now is part of what's going to make what's coming next better. But If, while you are in your plan B, you can give everything so it's like your a game in your plan b so your plan b will turn out as your plan a or it will transfer to the plan a like totally. that's what i love totally. about bo and about this mindset like give everything don't show up half-assed or like i don't like this job that's not going to bring you anywhere but like i love that and i love bo yeah. <laughs> exactly so And as an example from my life, I have been an archaeologist. So I was an archaeologist for eight years, and I was over in France, and I was in the States doing work, and way up in northern Canada, and places that people wouldn't even know exist. <laughs> you know, you drive four hours on an ice road, you get to camp, and they fly you in another hour and a half. So these really remote places, and it was some of the best times of my life. I was so physically fit, I had great friends around me, we were just adventurous, and I was on the top of a mountain, like literally, it was this big hill, it's called Pink Mountain in British Columbia, you can look it up, and we were doing a, like a survey site, and we had to do a um, bit of an excavation just to see what was there, because of the Cultural Heritage Act here in our province, and... I had my hands in the dirt, and I, I got this, like, who are you helping? And I kind of, like, looked around, and I was like, did someone say that, you know? And, and I kept digging and digging, and I had a camera with me, and so I took a picture, and I'm holding rocks right now, which is <laughs> my thing, but um, I took a picture of my hands in this test pit, Because it just all of a sudden was so profound. I didn't know what it meant. All I could hear was, who are you helping? Right? And so we left the site and went back to camp. And I went back home a week later and all this stuff. And I still didn't really know what it meant, but it was in my head. And then all of a sudden things started happening. You know, I got into a car accident. My boss started being really weird. The company started getting bad. And an aunt died and all this stuff. And I just thought... Okay, I need it out. So I got out. I actually went back and lived with my mom in her basement when I was like 25 years old. And that message still sat with me. And I was not happy with life, obviously. I'd just been an archaeologist for how many years and I'm just living in my mom's basement again. Um, but then it occurred to me, I need to help. 
I need to help somebody. But the, just that one simple phrase from however many months ago sat with me. So to be aware and to be just, to find some peace, which will bring joy in the current situation, I feel, can help with moving forward or shifting things. Whether or not you like your job, it doesn't matter. If you like the job and you want to make it different somehow, that's perfect too. It depends on you. We're all different and that's the joy of us being here together. So, hope all of that made sense. <laughs> I like the different variations. Like Darren had like, this guy is going bankrupt. What, are, what do we do? That's a different message than uh, from like a, a message from from wherever I like these different uh, different spins on the topic and Andy has a different one too so um, let's hear yes, Andy and I really I really think like mine came from within because I really remember you know back uh, five years ago in my house in Switzerland and I really knew that I didn't want to stay in my job anymore and I really knew I didn't like the system anymore I didn't believe in the school system the way it was and unfortunately often still is but I had this image in my mind and one night I just saw myself how I was just dearly holding on for the shore and the ship was trying to take me away overseas into the unknown sea. But I was really holding on, I was grabbing onto the shore because I was so afraid of the unknown. Because we grow up, you know, with beliefs about ourselves, with belief systems from our parents. And so I had that. For me, everybody was a teacher um, or a nurse in my family, so that was the safe place to be. And it was clear that we were in a system, you know, in Switzerland, you're safe in a system, you're guided from your birth, birth until you have your profession, you're really guided, which is a wonderful thing. But for me, it was time to break free and expand my horizon. So I just really remember very, very clearly how afraid I was. And that image just showed it so, so much more. And my problem really was, how do I find out what do I want to do? And I'm an impatient person. I mean, I used to be after the last five years, I'm happy to say I'm not anymore, but I used to be so impatient that I wanted to know right away, what can I contribute to the world? What can I do? I mean, I knew my talents, but it was still difficult to say, oh, now that's what I want to do. So it's what you guys already said. And for me, it was important to just go day by day and take one step in front of the other and have the big picture. You called it the plane A have it in your head and you know aim at it and know that's what you eventually want and that can change right I mean that thing that you want as you said Leon that, that can change but then I also remember when you said you know you didn't want to go back home with the tail between your legs there and that's what I did so in 2015 we moved here and I thought, well, I'm going to be self-employed now and I'm going to make money. And after eight months being here, there was zero money, zero money. And I know why it was because I just wasn't ready. I didn't realize that these things take time to develop like nature, you know, like growing, like anything. It just takes really a lot of time. And I wasn't prepared for that. I thought just because I wanted, I can have it wasn't really how it worked. So when we were faced with the fact that we ran out of money, we had to make the decision, what are we going to do? Are we just going to take a job here? Are we going to go back home? And I just felt best to go back home. But it was the feeling of, oh, my gosh, I have failed. We have completely failed. <laughs> that was not a good feeling. And so we went back to Switzerland where I can always be a teacher again. And I mean, I am grateful for that. 
But over the months over there, I just realized how I had betrayed myself. I felt it in my gut every single day. I felt like I had completely let myself down. I woke up depressed. I went to bed depressed. I hadn't let myself down. So that's, um, that's why we tried again, you know, why we said again after nine months, okay, we just have to fight through this. We have to fight through the fear. We have to find a way to make this work. Even if we don't know how, and I stopped having that picture in my head. First time I had this clear picture. That's what I'm gonna do, and that's how it will work because I want this to work like that. The second time I was open to the divine guidance and I said, please show me the way. That's what I really want. Please show me how it can get there. And then what happened was like what Darren said, things fell into place. Every next step was shown to me. And that's when I started gaining a deep trust that everything would be fine. So once, in one way, it's really good to have your picture in your head and where you want to go, but it's so important to stay, stay flexible and always keep asking yourself, does this situation make me happy? Does this situation make me happy? I had a few jobs that didn't make me happy here, and it just wasn't me. So I think there's always along the way going to be you know, times where you like take a detour and you just have to refocus and ask yourself, who am I? And what do I want to do? And what I also found out is I was afraid not making any money. After a while, I realized it's the law of the world. By giving, you will receive. Just pour out your heart into something and you will receive that money. So I stopped worrying about that too. And I think the most beautiful thing about that question, you know, find out what you would like to contribute to the world and really honestly look within is the actual journey and the actual self-development that you guys talked about too. That's the beauty of the whole story. For me, it was it was the same without the big step, I think. But just going to Japan, I knew I want to go to Japan. There I met my husband. He hadn't had uh, like an education or a job for Switzerland. But he said, I'll, I'll come to Switzerland. I was like, are you, are you sure? Like, yeah. And I knew... I don't have to take care of him. He can take care of himself wherever he goes. He, you could shoot him on a on a planet and he would be fine and and just happy to do whatever is like occurring. And then he it yeah, it was like all these crazy decisions like that's not safe. He has no job. Um you want to marry him so young in Switzerland that was already the time where people got married at 30 or maybe later and we were 25. So, but I just knew always like, this is the right thing to do. I want to do that. And then doing it step by step, as you said, every job was just unfolding in front of me. And then I, I always ask myself, do I want to do this? Yes or no? And I, I just know, I think it's a, also a, a training thing, like a muscle, like the decision muscle. Mm -hmm. And then if you afterwards think, oh, that was a bad decision. you you can like train your brain and your feeling and um with everything that the event where i met um darren and i didn't met leanne even though you were there. <laughs> that that was the same like i want to do this but i can't afford this and this we were at brent bouchard's um event and um i knew i know i need the course of brendan and then Bo Eason came and it was $2,000 too. I said, okay, I have to decide Brandon's course is, is more practical to me. And then Brandon's comes on stage like Bo was awesome, was he? 
wasn't he? And you know what? If you sign up for Bo, I gift you my course on top of it for free. Like what? And then I could go like every step. Then I could go to Bo Eason's event. And he was texting me. Are you in California without telling me? <laughs> I said, yeah, it's such a short. It's just a week. And she said, I'll come to Santa Barbara for meeting you. And that's how my life goes now. I'm just in the flow. And sometimes I, I really feel like, oh, is that okay? That it's so nice and so wonderful and so easy. But it's not easy all the time. But if you go on this on this journey, on this boat ride, and you just enjoy and, and be aware, like, like Leanne said, like open eyes, open heart. It's just like, wow, wow. <laughs> and you can get there. And... It wasn't always airy fairy like this, but um, and I did a lot of jobs and a lot of different things. And now I'm here where I really feel like that's what I want to do. And just a little little add on for books. You have to tell the book again, Darren, afterwards that we can write it into the comments. The Big Leap. Have you all read The Big Leap of Gay Hendricks? I have not. That's a really I've good heard book. Of it. And he talks about four zones. I always don't know the first one. And then your zone of competence. You you can do that. And you are maybe also good in this like bookkeeping. But you don't enjoy doing this. And um, don't do this because you have a zone of excellence. And the zone of excellence, you're really good at that. You can make a lot of money or you're just doing a good job. But there is a zone of genius waiting for you. <laughs> And uh, the, the zone of genius is, is like, I'm not working. Is that even fair that I earn money with that? And that's where you want to go. And this book is so brilliant and so nice to read. So that's a big uh, recommendation. And you don't have to start in the zone of genius, but work your, work your way there. And then yeah. all of a sudden, everything is like clicking and like, wow, okay. I would be really interested to hear from all of you um, because everybody who we all said that everybody who takes on this journey to say I am not happy where I am or things are not working out for me anymore and I know where I want to go or I, I don't know where I want to go but I know I want to go somewhere else once you start undertaking the journey you're going to come across big obstacles and um, I'm really interested in hearing what kind of input you would have for these people because I remember one time at my lowest point and I'm always a woman who looks for signs and help outside when I can tell I can do deal with this situation on my own, was that they showed these documentaries about how men went on the moon. And I watched it with my husband and I, we were really intrigued by it. We were loving it, we were obsessed by it. We watched several documents. And in one show they showed how actually on the way back they ran out of oxygen. And Houston had to really quickly help figure them out what they could do up there to get enough oxygen or fix what was broken to make it back to earth. And that was for me just, I will never forget because I told myself, Andy, when man can figure out how to get more oxygen so they will survive the trip back from the moon to earth, you can figure out how to make enough money to feed your family. And it was just so big for me. So I'm really interested in hearing what, and you all had these moments where you felt like giving up. And I think that's the moment where we need support or where we're going to think back and remember stories. I remember somebody told me that now I'm in a difficult place 
and that will make them feel better and keep going because that is the clue and we're all going to agree on that we have to keep going we can't give up right yeah i've had a few of those the one that the moment that comes up the most is a year and a half ago when my husband and i decided to move from the city we had sold the house and it was the day before we were supposed to be out and sky at the time was just three and a half so you can imagine moving and all that kind of stuff with three and a half year old um and we were actually moving into our camping trailer so we were packing the trailer packing the truck packing the extra car and um putting everything else in storage and the day before we were moving was kind of crunch day got to pack everything else right and and this was a big decision for us it was a life changer we really didn't know we didn't know where we were moving to we didn't know if we were going to have to live in our trailer for the next year or two or whatever we didn't know what kind of schooling we'd find for sky we have all of these questions jobs everything you know we were lucky to have a little bit of security with Scott's my husband's online work at the time so that was kind of a little bit of a buffer but everything else and so the day before things started hitting the fan Scott's mom had a bit of a, an issue with her health so he had to figure out her Scott's grandma at the time was I think 96 and she needed to get into care um I had a client who messaged me telling me goodbye I'm on a bridge I will never see you again so I had like look like all of these things so Scott dealt with his family and I ran downtown because my guy sort of had a bit of a pattern um and luckily <laughs> I found him to say to this day <laughs> he's still safe he's okay um but all of these obstacles happened and I got home and Scott had put out fires I had put out fires and he looked at me and he's he's like the universe is testing us again I was like, "Yep, sure is." You know, and I think for us the big thing was having each other, you know, and not all of us are lucky to have somebody else who can stay on the same track at the same time. And knowing myself personally, it was knowing that what I'd already put into play to make my life different needed to be a priority, needed to be a focus. So connecting with that inner self that that wise inner self to keep me going even though I didn't know what was going to be happening um was a big helper you know even when I was downtown on that bridge trying to figure things out I still knew that I'd be leaving the next day that was not going to change and this this client who probably didn't want me to go I know now and he didn't want me to go. Um <laughs> he he was doing, you know, what he needed in the moment to try and figure out his own emotions and I stuck like he I stuck to I said I'm still going tomorrow. It's not that I'll never be back. I don't even know how far down the highway I'm going. I just go an hour and see you the next day. Like I it's just the uncertainty for some people really freaks you out and that is you know why a lot of the time i coach people to sort of stay in there if they can if it's safe if it's if it's doable stay in the structure but then open up everything else so that makes sense mhm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing that, your... <laughs> knowing yes, that yes. you can... It answered, it, it answered my question um, because at the moment where you had, um, you know, difficulties were thrown at you, obstacles, you could have said, okay, I'm going to stay here. People need us here. Or you could have said, no, my stomach feeling tells me it's time for us to go. So your strategy was that you, you know, you look inside and you go back to your own feeling and you do what is right for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and that moment-to-moment thing, even though I might be planning for a few steps ahead in the future, being present in the moment is huge too because there's always a teaching for the future. There's always something you can carry with you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I think that for me, um, doing every morning I get up at 4.30, and it's just something that I programmed myself to do three or four years ago, and I have a certain routine that I do every day. And granted, I take Saturdays and Sundays off, and it's really difficult because my body still wakes me up at 4.30, but I make that decision to either get up and do something or go back and, and, and sleep for a little bit. But Monday through Friday, every day I get up at 4.30, and I have a journal that I've been doing and I do um, and today was day uh, I had to look at 1067 of how many days I've been doing this journal and I go in and I write down that my core um, beliefs of what I really feel um, are most important to me and who I want to be as a person and so that dedication though when the storms of life come which happen to everybody it doesn't matter who you are um, you can you know lose a loved one you can have a business deal fall through, you can lose a client. Um, there's so many different things that happen. Um, when I have that every morning, knowing that I'm still going to focus on being the best husband that I can be, being the best friend that I can be, all these different things that I focus on, helps me to pull through and look for something to focus on that day to get through those hard times because everybody's going to have them. That's what uh, God put us here upon the earth or the universe, whatever. We have to grow and experience life. And uh, nobody's life is perfect. I don't care who it is. They can tell you anything, but... Everybody has struggles and challenges as part of what makes us all unique and special. And so those, that daily list for me personally has really changed my life because it, it gives me stuff to focus on every day. Every morning as I get up, I know that this is what I'm going to do and this is, this is my thing. So it pulls me through. And plus, I mean, a belief in a higher power for me um, when I'm discouraged, when I had, get, get life takes you sideways, you know, when, when that stuff happens, um, I, I pray. I do. I reach out and I ask for help because I don't know it all. I wish I did, but I'm I'm still just as lost as anybody. It's just I love being able to have some extra guidance, whether that be in my in my world it's God, to other people it's the universe, whatever it may be. Um, it's nice to have that extra external help saying I need help here. What do I do? What, what's my next my, what's my next step here? I don't know what to do. You know, life takes you sideways. So mm-hmm. yeah, I hope that helps. Mm-hmm. I remember a, a moment where I was so super overwhelmed when I I was a teacher for 12 years in a professional school. I'm a food engineer and I taught um, food technologists. That's a profession in, in um, Switzerland. They make chocolate and pasta and potato chips and all the food in the shelves in the supermarket. And I was teaching and, and gradually I um, I I worked less for school and more for my business. That's a very nice transition to grow your business. But then I worked 30% in school and the rest for my business. And I had a little child and I knew with this 30, 
salaries are really high in Switzerland. So with 30% only, I could just pay for my life. So I was lazy, kind of lazy in my business. And I, I knew I have to quit this safe job, which is kind of my zone of excellence. But I, my, my, my business is my zone of genius. And letting go of the safety net was, I, I was panicking like, I will starve. I I don't have any money. And of course I have a husband. He could help, but that's like my pride, my personal pride to not be dependent. And that's my thing. And I had a brilliant coach then and she did the meditation with me laying on, on the back and seeing all the things like juggle balls and, and, and having all the balls in the air, that's exhausting and overwhelming. But putting them in your thoughts, like in a in a container or in something up there and just take one by one down there like, oh, OK, I have to do this and this and this with this. And then you put it up and take the other one down. That was so helpful. And then I calmed down and knew my steps and my priorities and just this visual. If she would have talked to me like more um, brain wise, that wouldn't have helped. But this 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 ball feeling and now oh they're up there i i can just breathe and now which one shall i take that was super helpful so i yeah we don't know your situation right now where you are in when you watch this but obviously you could have a lot of balls in the air and um and 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 focusing one by one is very helpful yeah you know, something that I really feel that, that is very tactical that makes a big difference to people is if you take the moment and you, you spend some time in front of the mirror and you say to yourself that I can do it and I like myself and you say it 20 times a day, um, it's amazing how much your self-confidence and your belief in life changes. And I know, I mean, I mean I'm, a, I'm a testosterone guy. That's what I do is I fix vehicles and I work on Jeeps and, you know, I mean, we go out and ride dirt bikes and we do all this stuff, but I mean... It will change your life if you just take a few minutes to look yourself in the eye in the mirror in the morning or at night. And I work with this with my daughter a lot. And it's like you just look yourself in the eye and you just say, I like myself and I can do it. And you just repeat it. And you do it 20 times. And you'll be amazed at how much better you feel and how much more confidence you have when it comes to dealing with the world. Because it's just, you're telling yourself that it's okay. You're okay. Because life is constantly beating us down. You know, we can, I mean, regardless of what it is. I mean, we're always having struggles and trials, and sometimes you just need to be reminded that it's okay. We're going to make it through this. It's okay. Yeah, it really teaches you a lot about believing in yourself, this journey. And I remember, I don't know if you ever saw The NeverEnding Story. Who have of you course. saw it? Okay. And really early on, I realized that's the story. That is the story that I'm going to start right now, because I remember that the end, where everything falls apart, and he's holding that little sand corn in his hands. It's after he had to take up all his courage and believe in himself, right? He had to believe in himself that he could do it, that he was the one who could change things around. So that's the self-confidence that you're talking about when you talk to yourself in the mirror. And then everything is destroyed. And a lot of people right now feel everything is destroyed. And um, you need to be able to believe enough in yourself that with that little sand corn, you can build a whole new world, but you can build it the way you want it with with what you believe in with what you love what brings you joy mm -hmm. and i think i think for people sometimes it is hard like to find out what they want to contribute so i don't know if you have any tips on that like 
what if people are out there and say, yeah, that sounds all wonderful, but um, how do I find out what I want to do? Like, where do I start? I, I really love Stephen Covey's advice where it says that you imagine your funeral and you think about the very end and what your life was like and how would that, how would you want your funeral to be? Because what that forces you to do is that you think about if you were to die and you were looking back on your life, what were the highlights of your life? And what I like so what to that do with... You to do is, I mean, Go ahead. You know, I like, I don't like funerals. I was at, at too many, attending too many funerals. So I like to do with my clients, like imagine you being a hundred year old or whatever age you want to choose. I, I told that a friend in Santa Barbara actually, and she was like, are you crazy? I want to, 80 is the max and then I'm out. So I was, okay, no, not everybody wants to, wants to be as old as I assume I, I, I'll be. And you are perfectly healthy. You know, the funeral is like, it's over, but like you're a hundred years old, you're healthy or fit and you're, you're still doing what you love and you're connected with all the people. And there are some really great role models right now out there, like Iris Apple. Do you know her? I love her. You don't know her? You have to look her up. She's an artist. Uh, um, she has this these bold glasses, the round glasses. You, you, I, I'm sure you know her. And there is a documentary about her. I love it. You have to watch that. It's so inspiring. And she's just like why should I stop working? I love what I do, you know, and imagine yourself at 100 years old or whatever age. And then looking back, you're on your porch, it's the view is beautiful, you know, you achieved what you are now dreaming of kind of like now nah, that's too much to ask for. And then looking back alive on your life. That's it's the same exercise as the funeral. But it's more fun, I think, <laughs> because you well, can still have and dreams. That's the whole and point, though, is just getting you to think, though, about what you want your perfect life to be like. See, my funeral for me, when I was at my dad's funeral, and I waited for two hours to greet all of the people that came by to tell me how good my dad was and how my dad had touched their lives, that was a turning point in my life. Oh, really? Well, because people were telling me about stuff that happened... 20 years ago and how my dad had, had positively affected their life. And I thought, you know, when I die, I want people to say the same thing about me, that I mattered to them and that I did something to make their life better. You know, so they, I mean, it really resonates with me. I understand the funeral and death stuff, but it's not about that. It's just, what would people be saying about you at your mm -hmm. funeral? That's beautiful. You know, yeah. what, what, what did you do to really make the world a better place? And that, for me, is really powerful because I do want... Why well, want my legacy? My dad used to always talk about a legacy. And I want my legacy to continue on that when I am no longer here upon the earth, people are like, Darren Barney was a great guy. He really tried to make a difference to people or whatever it is. I mean, I want people to think of me as a nice person that really cared about them. I'm not perfect at that, but that's something I really want to be known as a nice person. You know, mm -hmm. that really cares for people. It's something mm -hmm. I strive for every day. I want to be known like that. It's difficult because we're wrapped up in our own worlds. But... Um, yeah, that's really that, cool. to, to back to that, back to the whole point, though, is just that if we know what we want to do out of life, if, if I know that I want to connect with others, right, and when I die, that's what I want to be known as, now, as I'm going through life, I'm trying to figure out how I can connect better with people. I've told you about mirroring people's breathing. 
you know, and noticing the eye color and all those little things. Those are things that are important to me. If I notice Leanne's eye color, she's on my screen right now, and I notice her color of her eyes, we've connected, and I know that she's connected with me too. That's important to me. I can't tell you how to make money off of that. That's not my thing right now. But my what's really important to me is just to be able to connect with people. I want to feel that connection. That's what, that's what gives, brings me joy inside. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. As you guys were talking, I was thinking about my people who live in in our city's inner city, and and some of them are in active addiction still. Some of them are homeless. And that concept of looking into the future is tough for them because their future is like the next hour, maybe the evening, right? Where are they going to get lunch? Where are they going to get dinner? Um, And then where are they going to sleep? So that futuristic thing, I think, can be folded into looking actually at the now in a very almost like non-linear way. So taking time out of it. Giving yourself the opportunity if you're if you are in a tough spot what within your community have you gotten passionate about and I'm not talking like just a good passion I'm talking like you get really ticked off if someone else does this other thing to people you like or you know they dump over a trash can or like unnecessarily whatever it might be what's that what's what's that that bubbles up and can you use that as, in the moment, being of service to others or being of service to the environment or the community? You know, you don't have to work one-on-one with people. You don't have to make sandwiches, but you could, you know, if you're really, like if you flip out because people dump their garbage on the sidewalk, maybe tapping into getting proper gloves, getting a, you know, a grabber thing and getting a garbage bag and cleaning up the garbage, maybe that's the start to you figuring out where your joy comes from. Like it's just, it's simple, not just simple, it's it's meaningful tasks that take baby steps. And that's, you know, we don't need to know the path between, you know, an end goal and where we are now. Like like Andy was saying, you've got to be flexible in there because maybe that end goal isn't the real end goal. Maybe it's this other side of it. But I don't know. It just, it's really neat how we can be choose to be conscious. And I agree with you, Leanne. I was thinking the same, I, I don't know where I read it, but somebody once wrote that um, she gives the advice that if people don't know what they want to do, what they want to do with their life, and I do think a lot of people feel like that, start noticing yourself, start connecting with yourself. Like the best thing for me is to connect with my stomach, as you said, um, go through the day and every time you have a good feeling, a happy feeling or a passionate feeling. Write down what it is what you were doing. Maybe it was playing with your kids. Maybe it was drawing something. Maybe it was helping somebody by, you know, giving an advice. So while you do that diary, you're going to go closer and closer to what brings you joy and what in its gifts and talents were 
put inside of you when you were born because we all have them and we all have them so that they can be used so we need to connect with them and I notice that when I teach I teach a lot of retired people German and it's one of my biggest joys and I can't really say why I just have the feeling in my stomach I walk out of that lesson and I feel really great yeah and that's all I need to know yeah exactly I've done a lot of sessions with like goal setting and values and you know people wanting to make big transitions in their lives or having a big transition force on them and then they need some extra support and like I can do all those worksheets I can guide them to the websites and the biggest thing that I that I try to like get them to understand is not only following the ideas and the thoughts and the goals that path but following the feeling if you're given two choices and you have a really great job in a spa or you have a really great job at, I don't know where else could you work, privately, right? Which, when you really think about it, if you put yourself into those positions, or even if it's like cleaning garbage in your, your neighborhood or cleaning garbage in somebody else's neighborhood, which one has the feeling that you want to follow the most, the feeling that you want in your body the most. Go with that one. Right? I love Andy. Thank you. Triggered as soon as you said the feelings. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, for me, it's like the big vision, like this funeral or 100 years old visioning. It's like dream big and don't dream just like, yeah, I got the house and the dog and the da, 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 and then I die. Like, no, come on, dream big, please. Everything yeah. is possible, as Darren said, but maybe you don't want this, you know? Don't go for a yacht or for a big house because you want to, like, keep up with the Johnsons or whatever. Like, what's what you want? And that's the big vision. That's my vision board and my vision board. But... I grew up in this house, you know, my, my parents bought it and it was a ruin, ruin, no, not a ruin. It was just broken house. And everybody like, are you crazy? This is a big house and you will, you will go broke with this big project. And now it's beautiful. They worked for 40 years, like three families. And we were helping, you know, like, um, all the dirty work we did ourselves. And then we had the pros for painting and, and things like and it's just the most beautiful house. And I want to build my house into the barn, but that's a $3 million project. So yeah, not yet, not yet, but I will do this because I love this house. When I enter this barn, I'm like, ha, oh, this is my house. And, and it looks like it's just a barn now, but yeah. this is my lighthouse in the future. And while I'm living in a quite tiny apartment, I love it. You know, I love where I am, but I know where I want to go. So this combination for me, that's my key of joy. I look what I want to do today. I want to be kind to everybody I meet. So I need enough energy to maintain my happiness for myself so I can be generous with my my kindness and my energy wherever I go. Even, even the grumpy people, I can be nice. That's like level two, you know, like being nice to nice people is easy, but... Grumpy people that are like right? more challenging. <laughs> and then I had a good day today, even though I live in my tiny apartment and I'm not there where I want to go, but I enjoy my journey. So that's my 
combination like the lighthouse in the future don't be shy to dream big if it's really your dream and then enjoy your day wherever you are good mm -hmm. very good Thanks, you guys. This is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, we could talk for hours <laughs> and um, share our, our wisdom. And that's what I really like about we could talk with anybody like watching. Every person is so interesting, you know, mm -hmm. I hope not people listening are like, oh, they're so they're experts and something special. No, we're not. But we're figuring out life our ways. And um, that's right. And everybody is an expert in in it in their own reality and life so i think darren's advice for talking nice things into the mirror that's a really good tip we should um write into the comments again like do that every day because people are so mean to themselves this negative self-talk is just cru cruel like you would never talk in this way to your to your friend or your neighbor. Yeah, not only mean, but I think also just um, maybe making ourselves smaller than what we are. We usually tend to look at others and think, oh, they're bigger, they're further, they, they, they do better, just subconsciously. And we have to just say that, lift ourselves up to the level of, I'm good. I'm yeah. good the way I am. I can do anything I want. We all have unique talents and abilities. Yes. All of us. You know, that's what the best part is. We can learn that from other people. We just need to make sure that we magnify our own gifts and talents so that we can share those with those who are around us. I love that. I love that. And I do want to offer, um, for people who watch this and feel like um, I would like a little extra support or I want to keep on the subject and I would like to talk to somebody about it, I was thinking I would love to offer a program for eight or ten weeks and we'll just figure it out as we go that we could be a group where we keep talking about it and figure out what are the next steps people who are right now are feeling really lost whether because they lost their job or maybe there's people out there who feel like hey this could happen again anytime I would like to have a second income I would like to build something or I've always wanted to change and now it's my time to change but what's my next step gonna be after all we've talked about and they still feel like a little I would like a little support I would like to offer a group and a program and I'm going to put my email address below um, below our talk so that these people who would like to do that can write me and I can share a little bit more about it awesome. that's so cool great awesome and and you know like you're you're in America and you fought your way through and and you know this stuff and that's that's just the perfect like when we think like why that this does this happen to me i was i was um bullied in in primary school and it was very bad and i was not confident and, and not happy and it was hard but i needed to do to to have this experience to you know to understand people and you in your struggles in America and moving back to Switzerland, like, why is this happening for God's sake? Like, come on. Yeah, but now you can help people. Like, you know what you're talking about. And you're not just like, yeah, you better do it this or that way. You know, that's not, that's not authentic. And that's what I love about 
the hard times are teaching us so much and we can mm -hmm. we can work with it afterwards and we don't know yet where and when but we sure will mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i so. just want to read you a comment from miss holly she says thank you for all of the great tips i appreciate all of your stories i love the one of treating yourself um we would be our best friend sorry like, like maybe like we would be our best friend yeah cool mm -hmm. so yeah she's appreciated it so thank you Great. and That's... um darren uh did the book stephen covey which title was the one you mentioned the seven habits of highly effective people okay i'll put that in there And I think it's it's um, like I say, I have a lighthouse in the future and I enjoy every day. I think everything what you say, Darren, is so, so disciplined, you know, like 4.30 every morning. Maybe some people are intimidated, like, wow, I could never do that. <laughs> so like, yeah, Andy is one of them. Did you see her oh. eyes when you thought when you were talking about that? <laughs> like, whoa. But like... I like this, like push yourself every day, but be gentle too. like this combination again, like be nice to yourself. You have this practice of telling you in the mirror nice things, but you are also very disciplined. Like you have to find your own balance, how you want to do things. And not every day has to be perfect and not like we're on our way. And that's what, what I love about Bo Eason. He, he says, have your plan. And of course you will fail. Of course you will, you will be off, of course. Mm -hmm. But then you just correct and go for it again. Like, yeah, right. that's what you did too with uh, going back to Switzerland and then you're on course again. So mm -hmm. let's, let's stay focused on our dreams and enjoy today and be kind to yourself and to others. That's, that's all it is about. Thank you all so much. That was amazing. I really appreciate it. Are we doing this Great. again? <laughs> yep, I'm good. I'm good. I am. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good too. Yeah. That's so amazing. And we met like four weeks ago, the four of us. That's so cool. Or what, is it now five weeks? No, I don't remember the starting point. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. And we'll be back with a new topic. And if you have any topic wishes for topic or uh, suggestions, please tell us in the comments too. If you liked this episode, I look forward to a review from you. And it would be so nice to hear from you what you liked best and what is your takeaway. And maybe it sparked some idea. You really are surprised to, to have this idea now and you can go and create joy for your life. And please tell me about it. I would love to hear from you. My contact details, you will find them in the show notes. Have a wonderful day.